everybody, and welcome back to the BC Buckets podcast, the official podcast for Briarcliff University basketball. My name is Matt Gall, and I'm here with Coach Figuera in the coach's offices at the Newman Flanagan Center overlooking Ray Naki Court. And this will be the last official episode for the basketball season. We may come back at you uh, at some point in the spring, maybe during the summer, to update you on how things are going. But uh, we're going to use today to kind of recap what's been going on the last couple weeks. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about with the national tournament. All-American list came out, so we'll talk about that as well. But first, Coach, I just got to ask, you know, the season's been over now for a little over a week. Have you guys been taking some time to kind of unwind and, and relax a little bit? Well, it's, relaxing is not always something I'm really good at. But, um, you know, you get away from it a little bit, and it's it's been over a week now since, since our season ended. And it gives you some time to reflect. It takes some of the raw emotion out of it. And, you know, I, I look back at this season incredibly proud of of what our guys were able to accomplish and you look back through the season and it's a it's a long haul you know we we started our strength and conditioning back in late august and for the most part our guys have had very little breaks since then you know five days at christmas um i think we had three days at thanksgiving you know and so there's just not much downtime there's not much rest and recovery time for the guys and throughout that you go through so many ups and downs whether it's early in the season you have a couple bad practices or you lose some games or whatever it is you know we obviously dealt with injuries we dealt with sickness we dealt with illness and the thing that sticks out to me is everything that happened to us our guys overcame it you know they stayed together they bounced back from losses incredibly well and you know to the end, you know, we never lost two games in a row. And, and I do think that's a sign of a good team. Are there some losses in there I wish we wouldn't have taken? Are there some losses I think we could have won? Absolutely. But I think it's, you have to look at that on the flip side, too. There's probably some wins we could have very easily lost as well. And so for our guys to stick together, um, battle it out, get to the national tournament, and then perform like they did the first couple of rounds, you know, there's just a lot to be proud of collectively as a team, individually for a lot of the guys. But it's a season I'm, I'm going to look back fondly on because of what we were able to accomplish in the end. Well, let's start with talking about the national tournament. And, and uh, you know, you guys made another Elite Eight run this season, which obviously is something to be tremendously proud of. That's a huge accomplishment. Um, it just speaks to the sustained success this program's had. Um, but let's start with the first round game where you guys had all of it, Nazarene. And you won 103 to 88, so the score ended uh, with a 15-point spread, and and you really controlled a good chunk of that game. But I don't know, towards the middle of the second half, um, they really made a push, and I think they got it down to about three points. Uh, and at that point, you know, they really seemed to have all the momentum, and then you know your upperclassmen leadership really seemed to just take over and and. Uh, put that game away and and uh, you know we talked a lot about Nick Reed their forward who one of the better players in the country obviously uh, had a had a great night I don't think there's really a way to stop him played just really solid straight up defense and and contained him you know all of Reed's output kind of happened in the second half so he was neutralized for a good part of that game yeah he you know we talked about it going into it he's a good player and, and he's not a guy you're going to hold the six points or something like that. He's just too good of a player, too good of a scorer. And, you know, we, we did a lot game planning-wise leading up to that game. 
uh, to try to make things difficult to come at him from different uh, spots, double team wise, um, depending on our lineup, depending on their lineup. And I, I thought our guys really executed it. You know, the, the, the thing we did a poor job of was we put him into the foul line too many times. Uh, but I really think we made him work for everything he got. And, and it was really a combination of guys. I mean, guys that guarded him, you know, Nick Lutmer, Kyle Borhave, Austin Roteman, Jackson Lamb, Jay Wolf. But it's everybody because we were double teaming and we were rotating and we were sometimes not double teaming. And the guys did such a good job of executing what we wanted to execute um, defensively. You know, and we, we made some pretty drastic changes to our, our overall base defense just going into the national tournament uh, where we had switched screens almost exclusively all year and we went completely away from that. Um, and with a week preparation is all, the guys executed that at a pretty high level. You have to give credit to the whole team because, you know, so many of them were involved in that game plan. And, and we did a really good job of outside of their top two scorers really limiting looks and limiting baskets for those guys and I, I thought if we could do that even if those two guys had a big night which they both did um, I thought we could still be successful and you know watching film going into that game um, we thought there was some ways we could we could mismatch their defense a little bit and you look offensively and I mean Jay stands off the, p the, the page he had 43 points and you know it's one of the better individual performances I've been a part of um, you know, and, and he probably could have scored 50 or more if he wasn't so dang unselfish. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, guys guys were really locked in on that game. And you mentioned, I think, mid-second half, they did make a big push. I think they cut our lead from 17 down to three. And we were in a timeout, and I told the guys, if we get three straight stops, the game's over. Well, I think they came out and got five straight stops, and the game was over at that point because we scored a bunch of points on the ensuing offensive possessions. But, uh, you know – happy for the guys to get that win it's it's a great feeling when you go to the national tournament and, and you get a win just knowing you get to extend at least for another day and you get another game and you get to be together as a team for at least another day um that's pretty awesome and it, it really was a collective team effort and you know i have to give a special shout out to uh to will johnson who came in and played the last couple of minutes of the first half and and will hadn't played you know meaningful minutes in the thick of a game for quite a while and he came in and, and did a great job for the couple of minutes and that's just a case of being ready to go when your number's called and and doing everything you can to help us win so then you go into the second round against number one seed in west virginia tech in a team that you know had played college of the ozarks the night before and you know just talking with some of the other spectators and fans who had made the trip you know i, I think their quickness was something that um you know i think a lot of people thought might give us some issues they're a physical team uh, but we really controlled that game from the tip through the end and won that game 99 to 72 and one of the more impressive performances of the season. Yeah, I think that was probably our most complete game of the, of the whole season. And to do that in the Sweet 16, you know, that's pretty rewarding as a coach because um, we talked a lot all season long about our ultimate goal is, is to play our best basketball at the end of the year. And, and on the biggest stage we'd been on to that point, you know, we played our best game of the year, and um, you look at that game, and we had a lot of contributions again, and, and Jackson Lamb was really hot from three to get it going. Um, you know, and then Ethan Friedel got really hot in the second half and ended, I think, with 31 points, and Jackson had 21. But that was a game where, again, you know, they posed some problems. You know, and West Virginia Tech's good. You know, they won 30 games this year, and, uh, you know, they won their conference regular season outright just like all of it Nazarene had. 
And uh, again, it's different when you when you advance on the national scale because that first game against Olivet, we had a full week to prepare and five practices. You know, and we were we were very detailed in everything we wanted to do uh, from a scouting report standpoint. And when you turn around and you're playing less than 24 hours after your last game ends, you don't have that luxury. And so a lot of it is walking through it for about 30 minutes, uh, watching a little film with the guys, talking through it, and, you know, just hope they can go out and execute. And they did. You know, again, I thought we did a really good job limiting their players that weren't their two best players. You know, the two best players, again, really good players. Um, And we did a good job making them work, but we really did a great job stopping everybody else. And, uh, you know, so, again – you win the first game, it's a great feeling. You win the second game, you know, I think it's an even better feeling, you know, because, okay, now now we get to Saturday, and at that point, who knows what's going to happen. But it, it was a fun night and, and a big crowd. That's the one nice thing about being up in Sioux Falls is we had pretty big crowds all three nights, despite some questionable weather, really all three days. Um, you know, so it was good to, to have the crowd on their feet and going nuts in the Pentagon to end uh, Friday night was pretty fun. Yeah, you talked about the team defense the night before. And Olivet, you know, I think there was probably some bumps and bruises after that game from the amount of back screens they set and just the physical nature they played. I mean, it was a lot like playing a Hastings or somebody else in conference who uh, really make you work on defense. One thing I noticed about the West Virginia Tech game is that the help defense on with those slashers and those cutters basically just took away every, you know, cut through the lane they had and they were settling for a lot of contested mid-range jump shots and I feel like they just never got an offensive rhythm and, and credit to guys like Nick Lutmer just seemed to to always be two steps ahead yeah you know and that's that's always been a, a priority of our defense is we we're always okay giving up those mid-range jump shots we want to try to protect the paint we want to take away easy rhythm threes um, and guy, again, the guys bought into that so much, especially in the couple weeks leading up to the national tournament when we started making some, some pretty serious changes, you know, and then to go out and actually execute it, um, you know, it's just a sign of a good team um, and, a, and a team that plays with a lot of toughness and a team that was not ready to, to be done with their season. So then you guys go into the, the Elite Eight round against a three seed in Marion University out of Indiana. And uh, I don't really know – any other way to sugarcoat this one it was a 105 to 66 I think at one point it was maybe 10 to 12 or 10 to 10 or or something there but uh, then they hammered down on the gas and and they really didn't look back and and I know that that's not uh, the way you or or your guys want to to end a season but that was a, a dang good basketball team well yeah we ran into a buzzsaw on Saturday night and you know I talked just a couple minutes ago about a priority of our defense is living with 15 to 18 foot jumpers. Well, they came out and hit about 20 of them in the first half, it felt like, you know, and then at that point you have to adjust something, you know, and then they got it going to the basket. They got some threes out of it, um, you know, and, and they were really clicking offensively. Um, and they're, they're a really good team. You know, you're talking a team that in their conference, which, you know, along with ours, I think are the two best leagues in the country, um, you know, they finished second place, a game out of first. Um, the team that won the national title won that league. You know, so they're they're a good team. Um, and, and offensively, you look at the numbers they put up, they were really good. But I, I was actually more impressed with how they defended us. You know, I thought their game plan and their game plan execution 
was pretty spot on in, in how to guard us. And, and they had the personnel to do it, you know, with a 6'11 shot blocker um, inside. That really presents some problems for us because we're so predicated on driving to the paint and kicking out. Well, when you don't really have to help and scramble because you have a shot blocker there, right. it takes away a lot of those kick-out threes that, that we thrive on, you know. And so we had a hard time getting our offense going outside of Jay that night. Um, you know, he, he still had an outstanding game. I think he, he ended with 32. Um you know, an average 30 a game for the tournament. But uh, it, it was a struggle, and, and we were down 25 near halftime, ended on an 8-0 run, cut it to 17, and, and I thought we might have some momentum. You know, we, we made a couple quick tweaks at halftime, and I just thought, man, if we could if we could hang around, cut it to 10 by 10 minutes to go, we got a shot here because we've been in that situation. And, and guys, you know, they don't panic in that situation because we've been there. Um, and it just did not start well in the second half. We started with a turnover. They hit a three. Next thing you know, we're back down 25, and, and we just couldn't couldn't overcome the deficit we had at that point. And, you know, so it, it was over with a few minutes to go, and it, that's always an emotional time. And, you know, we had six seniors out there playing their last game ever. Um, you know, so it, it's certainly – it's not the way we wanted to go out. Um, it's certainly not something that's going to define this team or this season. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to think back to a lot of the big wins and just the fact that we were in the elite eight again. Um, you know, and that, that's what I'm going to remember. And, and, you know, I told the guys at some point, the, the pain of that's going to fade and you're going to be really proud of what you accomplished this year. And, and I truly believe that. Yeah. I think in a game like that, you try to take something positive away from it and in something you can carry into next year. And I thought the last five minutes or so of the first half, um, I thought you dominated that small period of time just as well as they dominated the rest of the game. But, you know, you locked down defensively, it seemed like. It seemed like they couldn't get a shot in uh, during that amount of time. And you guys were getting the ball moved around and, and making some shots. And so, you know, I think it, it just goes to show that uh, – we had a good team this year and we have a team that can play with anybody that did play with anybody and sometimes you just have one of those nights and uh unfortunately you know it it happened uh you know earlier than i think most people wanted to but i think if you looked back at the beginning of the season and w somehow was able to find out that you were going to lose one of your better players early in the season and, and still make an elite eight run you know i think a lot of people would have been uh happy with something like that so probably not you know I know you always want more but I think for a lot of people you know this this was just a tremendous season and, and something to really be proud of yeah and you know you you said you try to take something from every game and, and find a positive and at the end of the game it was well in hand but uh, you know I thought it was a special moment that our our season ended with Eric Erdman making a three you know and and the fact we got to play him in all three national tournament games now is for a combined about 90 seconds. Um, but just to at least symbolically have him out on the floor, that guy's attacked his rehab. Um, he's ahead of schedule coming back from a pretty bad injury. Um, you know, and just to get him out there and have him back in uniform, I think it was a big boost for our whole team. I know it was for him. And, uh, it took him about seven passes back and forth between him and Will Johnson, but he finally got that shot off and made it. And that, you know, it was a fitting way to end the season for sure. Yeah. And I said about midway through the season, if somehow we can get Eric back by the national tournament, I think we could make a run. And, 
sure enough, he turned me into a prophet. We had him back for the tournament, and we made an Elite Eight run. So there you go. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Jay, first of all, making the all-tournament team. Um, he, like you said, I think he averaged around 30 points a game, just dominated uh, in that tournament. Yeah, he, he. I tell you what, Jay Jay was obviously outstanding for us all year. Um, GPAC Player of the Year and all that, we've talked about all that. I think he played his best basketball of his career um, at the national tournament this year, and that's saying something. Um, you know, but to go, he's 43 in the first round. Second round, he has a pedestrian 16 points. Um, but you're talking about a defense that was totally cued in on him, and he also got Jackson and Ethan both going at different times in the game. Um, and then he goes for 32 against Marion. You know, he averaged 30 a game, which was the most in the tournament for anybody who played more than one game. That 43 points in the first round game ties for fifth all time at the national tournament. Um, you know, and so well deserved, obviously, but he also averaged seven rebounds and five assists a game at the national tournament. You know, so it wasn't just scoring, it was it was across the board and, you know, he played his usual phenomenal defense. Um, you know, so that was a that was a big time honor. Um I don't know that we'd at least in recent times had anybody on the all tournament team at the national tournament. And so that that's a big deal for, for Jay and our program and all that. But, you know, to have a senior and a leader go out like that, win or lose, that guy went out a winner. And then, of course, with the end of the season comes the All-America teams. Um, and those were announced mid last week. And we had a couple of players make that list. Uh, Jay, no surprise. Uh, being announced the first team All-American, just a tremendous way to to cap his career off. And then Jackson Lamb also being honored on the All-American team as an honorable mention. So, uh, you know, those sorts of things, like we said, don't happen unless there's a, a tremendous amount of, of team support and, and a great team behind them. And so congratulations to Jay and Jackson on uh, just a, a tremendous year. Um, and congratulations to everybody for for really contributing to that. Yeah, I, and I said this a couple weeks ago with the all-conference stuff. Um, individual awards and accolades, in my opinion, are never possible without being on a successful team. And there was not a first-team All-American that didn't play in the Sweet 16. You know, so that just proves it right there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I was really happy for Jackson, you know, being named an honorable mention All-American. That's been a goal of his since he's been here. Um, you know, it also is the fourth year in a row we've had two guys that were All-Americans. And uh, I think that's, that's a great thing for our program. I think it speaks to the sustained success we've been able to have. I, and I think it speaks to the fact that we've had a lot of guys who were really good players but really dedicated themselves to get better while they're here. You know, and, and Jackson, you look at, at his career trajectory right now. As a freshman, he played didn't put up any kind of great numbers. He was on a really good team um, as a freshman. As a sophomore, he's a second-team all-GPAC player. And then as a junior, he's first-team all-GPAC, honorable mention, all-American. And, and uh, that's a credit to him for how hard he's worked to, to get better and put himself in that position. Um, you know, and then Jay, it was pretty obvious he was going to be a first-team all-American. Um, you know, I don't know the last time the GPAC player of the year wasn't a first-team all-American. Um, but it was a no-brainer, in my opinion. He becomes the fifth first-team All-American we've had at Briarcliff. And, I mean, he is in elite company as, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, the five guys that have been first-teamers here, are Jay Wolf, Jake Shipley, Leon Trimmingham, Mario Galvez, and Rolando Frazier. You know, I mean, that's 
that's like a Mount Rushmore of Briarcliff basketball right there, and and a pretty dang good starting five if you think about it. You know, and so it's a nice feather in Jay's cap to to end his career as a first team All American, and uh, you know I I think that's something we can use um, going forward with our players and and talking about stick with it, keep getting better, put the work in, because I just talked about Jackson's career trajectory, and Jay's wasn't all that different. You know, Jay. Same thing as a freshman. He, he played. He played in every single game, but I think he averaged three points. As a sophomore, he averaged ten points. And then as a junior, he's first team all-conference, honorable mention All-American, and then we all know what he did this year. And that, that's a credit to Jay for all the work he's put in, just like I said about Jackson. But it also gives a blueprint for a lot of our current players and future players to come say, hey, look what these two guys did. They weren't off the charts as a freshman, but they stuck with it, and this is where they ended. You know, so great recognition for the program. Um, you know, we're sitting in the office here. We're going to have to add to the All-American wall and pretty soon going to have to th start another row. That's a good thing. And it was great to see Ethan Friedel uh, have a, a good game in the second round of that tournament. Um, he just went off. And, you know, it, it seemed like he was kind of under this spell where he, he just couldn't hit a shot. Everything was pretty close. Um, but he just couldn't get him to fall, and then all of a sudden he, he was getting open looks. He was getting him to drop, uh, and he's a guy that you guys are going to really need to, to have step up you know, next year, so hopefully he can take that next step into his junior season as well, uh, along with guys like Austin Roteman and, and these other guys who have big shoes to fill. The senior class has definitely left a footprint on this program, on this school, uh, and it'll, it'll be really fun to see how those guys respond and step up into a bigger role. Yeah, you know, you talk about that second-round game, and, and Ethan was actually 2-for-11 at halftime. And, and we thought he had some really good looks. Um, he was out at one point and, and, you know, just told him, hey, get a great look. You know, you make that, and here we go. And uh, he, he got a really good look near the end of the half. He made it, corner three, and, and Coach Shipley stood up and said, that's going to be huge. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, he was right on the money because mm – -hmm. You know, Ethan went, I think, seven for eight in the second half then and ended with 31 points. And, you know, we have a lot of young guys who contributed this year. Um, you know, especially, you know, after Eric got hurt, we were playing nine guys pretty regularly. Six of them will be back next year. Now, you know, it's always hard to replace seniors. Um, but I, I think there's a lot to look forward to still. I think we have a lot of talent in the program right now. And, you know, we think – at least on the recruiting front, we have some good talent coming in. You never know that till they get here. But, uh, you know, I, I certainly think there's a lot to be excited about and optimistic about moving forward. But you mentioned our seniors, man. That's something I want to talk about, and I think a, a, a good way to, to end the show for the, for the basketball season. And you think about what they've done in four years, and it, when you list it, it's pretty incredible, and it's really impressive. Um, 106-29 overall record. You know, I mean, that's that's tied for the most wins of any four years in school history. Um, four national tournaments, three Elite Eights, two GPAC titles, GPAC tournament title. I think in their four years, they were ranked in every poll but one. And in that one, we were 26th. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you, you put that in perspective, and there's a lot of basketball players across the country at all levels that would take that four-year resume. And it's been a group that, you know, there's been a couple outstanding players, you know, and I, I think Jay and Eric are two of the best who have, who have played here. Um, 
you know, but it's a lot of guys who are tough dudes that are hard workers, incredibly unselfish, um, and, and they have left their mark on our program. They have been a part of building and sustaining an incredible culture. And, you know, that sometimes is harder to replace than any kind of on-court production. And, and we have six guys plus four student coaches in that group of ten that have, like I said, have a lot to be proud of. But I think the legacy they leave is, is pretty, pretty remarkable and pretty amazing at the same time. Yeah, this class is going to be one that, that we talk about for a long time. Uh, unfortunately for the guys coming up, it's going to be a class that we probably compare a lot of people to. Uh, but that's a good thing. I think I think it's always great to strive to be great. And, and these are these are guys that, you know, hopefully the guys coming up and the guys you're recruiting in look at as, uh, you know, models in, in how to play the game, how to play the game right, how to have the right attitude. Uh, you know, just from the, the way they play the game to the way they uh, conduct themselves uh, on the sidelines, the way they conduct themselves with officials, the way they conduct themselves on campus and in the community, um, definitely a class that, that is going to be highly regarded as, as uh, one of the best in, in a long time. And no offense to all the other guys who graduated before that, but I don't know, something about this group is just really special. And you know, one thing when we were talking about the West Virginia game, I, I wanted to bring this up because one thing I noticed when we were talking about Friedel when he was kind of in that slump, uh, I saw Jackson right towards the end of that slump pull, I think it was Jackson, pull Ethan in, and you could just tell he was saying, keep shooting the ball. Um, and so just the trust and, you know, the the chemistry that this group has and that that's going to carry over into next year, I think is something that you know, this group's going to continue to build on. So uh, congratulations to all those seniors. It's been an absolute pleasure watching those guys play. Um, and hopefully we still see them around, you know, who knows, maybe we'll see somebody coaching on the sideline or hopefully at least sitting up in the stands and maybe there'll be guests on the podcast at some point telling us what, what's the best burrito, whatever town they're living at the time. So, so coach, before we go into our shout outs, uh, why don't you just kind of fill us in? What will your spring look like? Uh, what sort of workouts or conditioning will you guys do this spring? And then uh, what sorts of things will you be doing over the summer? Yeah, this is a time really, uh, it's a time for our guys to relax and refresh. Um, you know, we won't do anything for weeks right now. Um, and, and really the rest of the spring when we do start back, we pretty much turn them over to Coach Herc in the weight room, and that's pretty much it. You know, we'll, they can shoot and play on their own, um, but from a mandatory basketball standpoint, we're not going to do much. You know, it's just such a long season. Um, you know, you think about it, it's, it's mid-March now, and, and we've been going pretty much nonstop, like I said, since late August, and guys just need a break. Um, you know, and we have some guys with some lingering, nagging injuries. You know, nothing serious, thankfully. But, uh, you know, guys that just need a three, four-week break to, to get their bodies right um, and then hit the weight room hard until school's over. And then we won't really start doing much until the summer. We start our summer workouts after Memorial Day. Uh, we've had great buy-in from our guys in the summer. And I, I think if you want to pinpoint one thing that's led to five straight national tournament appearances, I mean, it started the t summer of 2014 when that whole group decided they were going to stay together in the summer and work out. And it's just kind of become the thing to do now. And it's had a huge impact on our success. And, and I, I certainly hope and think that'll continue this summer. Um, you know, so it's just time for a lot of all of us to try to relax a little bit, uh, you know, from the coach's side, 
you know, recruiting never really stops. We're, we're trying to finalize this recruiting class and, and starting on the next one. Uh, we go to the Final Four as a staff every year for the National Basketball Coaches Convention. Um, but really just time to unwind a little bit and certainly want to take some time to think back on this season. And, you know, I certainly hope all the guys think back fondly, and, and they certainly should too. But, uh, yeah, pretty relaxed right now, and, you know, we'll get back to it when the time comes. Well, like I said right at the top, you know, we'll probably check back in uh, and do another podcast episode maybe sometime later in the spring as we get closer to the summer or throughout the summer. Um, we certainly plan on bringing this podcast back next season, so uh, I think we'll spend some time thinking about ways we can uh, enhance this a little bit and, and add some different flavor to it to, to make it you know, more interesting and better. And, and, uh, with that, we'll go into shout outs and I'm going to start with a shout out to everyone who's listened and supported this podcast this year, because I think this was something kind of new and, and something we just wanted to try. I don't think either of us really knew what we were getting into or what we were doing. And I don't think, uh, for the most part, I really still know what I'm doing, but, uh, you know, I, I think this was a, a unique and just really, um, a really fun way to, keep people connected with the program and what's going on this season and so like I said I'm excited for next season hopefully there's some ways we can keep improving on this and hopefully you know we can keep growing the number of people who listen to it I want to give another shout out to Bobby Beach Patterson uh, we gave him just an unreal amount of crap throughout the season and it's easy to do because it's it's so fun to do and he takes it so well but a uh, shout out to Bobby for being a good sport and uh, I know you're going to do some awesome things uh, throughout life so uh, congratulations on a, on a great career and thanks for everything you've done for the program. And then my last shout out, uh, goes out to the entire Briarcliff community, uh, campus community. Uh, unfortunately I couldn't get up to the game in Sioux Falls on Saturday night, uh, that elite eight game. So I went over to the townhouse and watched that game. And there was a number of supporters who couldn't make it uh, up to Sioux Falls because of the weather, you know, the game kind of got out of hand early and, and, uh, everyone stuck around at the townhouse till that game was over and w when the game was in the closing minutes and and jay and some of those seniors got uh you know pulled from the game and, and subbed in for the last time um you could see the emotion on their faces and and there were people crying all over the townhouse just because they they knew that those were tears not of you know we lost a game and and that's probably part of it but that's a dude who just left everything out on the court and same with Jeff and Nick and all those seniors and and uh, just to see how much the people at townhouse especially you know a lot of employees of Briarcliff you know it, how much they really you know appreciated what those guys did for this campus was just pretty unreal um, and then when Eric comes in and hits the three I mean I think everybody was crying at that point just because you know the game's over uh, obviously at that point but it's just it's such a, a poetic way to end a career by draining a three last shot of his career uh, after you know a lot of people didn't think he'd, he'd probably step foot on the court again so shout out to everybody who um you know, who supports this program, everyone at Briarcliff, they say Briarcliff special because of the people. That's always the answer you get when, when someone asks what's different about Briarcliff and, and you respond to people. It's for reasons like that, because Briarcliff employees, staff, faculty, students genuinely care about each other. So that was awesome to see. All right. Since this is the last one for a while, I'm going to have to go with three shout outs. Um, first one is, is just to all the GPAC teams that were at the national tournament. You know, I, I thought as a conference, 
we really represented pretty well. All four of us won the first round, two of us in the Elite Eight. Um, you know, and, and that that's really impressive. You know, a quarter of the second round was GPAC teams. Um, you know, and so it's it's just it's awesome to be a part of a really good conference in a conference that night in and night out prepares us for the national tournament level because there's no nights off. You're going to play a good team every single night. That's exactly how it is at the national tournament. You know, and, and so shout out to, to all of those, you know, that were a part of that. Uh, second, done it before, have to give a shout out to just everybody involved in our basketball program. You know, this is not possible without, you know, the players, assistant coaches, student coaches, um, you know, fans, boosters, parents, you name it. Um, it really is a, a, a team and a family effort. And so shout out to everybody involved however small they think their part in that is it certainly doesn't go unrecognized you know my final shout out and I think this is the second time for this one too but it's deserved it goes to my wife Kara um, you know she puts up with me all basketball season I'm not fun to be around after we lose um, and right now she's getting used to having me around a little bit more and I'm not sure she's ready for that yet but uh, you know shout out to her because she's awesome all year long all right, so that'll do it for this episode and for this season. Uh, thanks again to everybody who's listened to this. Like I said, we'll try to hit you back uh, maybe later this spring and throughout the summer. But for sure, next season, we'll be back with weekly episodes of the BC Buckets podcast. Until then, have a great spring. Have a great summer. We'll talk to you later.